Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that we love. Undivided. Welcome back. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. And uh, just kind of throwing some things out there today, maybe for your perusal and consideration. Again, you know, with everything that's going on and all of the things that Bobby Kennedy has said, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has said uh, recently, particularly with regard to the assassination of his uncle, him mentioning Jim Douglas's book is perhaps one of the most provocative and, you know, hopefully will pique the curiosity of some and renew the interest of others. Um, again, He's he's uh, talking about Jim Douglas's book, JFK and the Unspeakable, Why He Died and Why It Matters. And in the first hour, I mentioned Jim Douglas's keynote address at the 2009 Coalition on Political Assassinations Conference in Dallas, November 20, 2009. And um, that was very interesting. Again, I mean, the, the introduction was by... John Judge, there were some very interesting, there was an interesting Q&A session afterward, and the prevailing strategy, I think, is one of, again, you know, as I've mentioned Earlier this week and and other times, obviously, as Lark in Texas reminds us, the three A's. This is not by accident that people are feeling this way. Amnesia, abelia, and apathy. Douglas says, keep telling the story. It matters. Matthias DeSmet says, in episodes of mass formation, keep telling the truth. It matters. It's easy to tell ourselves that there's nothing I can do or whatever it is that I'm doing has no impact. And usually the hard reality is you can't know what the results or effects may be. And you you don't see it until after the fact. Obviously, that's kind of an irony. And so in those difficult moments when we're confronted with certain prospects, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the, the, the uncertainty is, um, 
and the unknown and, and just feeling like maybe, well, what if I suffer in anonymity for no apparent reason or purpose? Those are things that uh, I think are intended to sort of rattle around in our mind. But I think that's, in a sense, patently un-American. Anyway, these days, I think every day, you know, how crazy. When we, when we begin this broadcast, how crazy. Um, all these years later, as the guys on Jimmy Dore's show have observed, you know, the the organization that's been that was at the heart of uh, an effort to cover up and obfuscate details of um, the Kennedy assassination, JFK, and weaponizing the term conspiracy theory again, uh, CIA memo. Ten thirty-five nine sixty. Um, back in sixty-seven, weaponized the term, you know, and this organization that to this day has not fully released all of the documentation. You know, there's the there's the issue with the firing of Alan Dulles and him leading the Warren Commission, which is, I mean, absurd on the face of it. Multiple assassinations of folks, you know, not the least of which Harvey or uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, who says I'm a patsy, uh, Ruby and several witnesses. So, Interesting stuff. This organization says, you know, there's nothing to see here. Don't worry. Trust us. Anybody that says, you know, they've been saying for more than 50 years, anybody who, you know, there was no conspiracy. Anybody who tells you otherwise is crazy. Well, Congress said so. There was a congressional investigation that determined, yeah, there was probably a government conspiracy. Anyway. That's interesting, but you know, one of the one of the speaking of all of this kind of stuff in the CIA, one of the most interesting things I mentioned in the first hour, all of this machinery, particularly, you know, mentions of it, Peter McCullough's Substack and the John Lake article uh, titled "New Federal Disinformation Offices Created." Big Brother adds influence and perception management office and foreign malign influence center to his arsenal. Um, Avril Haines, Event 201, Avril Haines, you know, flooding the zone kind of scenario planning, wargaming, Avril Haines, CIA, um, is mentioned in the Intercept article mentioned by, in, in John Leake's article. And, uh, Again, from Ken Klippenstein's Intercept article, the government created a new disinformation office to oversee all the other ones within the federal government offices dedicated to fighting foreign disinformation, wink, wink, are springing up like daisies. And so, you know, you have all of this stuff going on. 
and one of the one of the surreptitious justifications or pretext to this is again from Klippenstein's article to oversee the growing efforts which arose in response to concerns about the impact of Russian meddling in the 2016 election but have now expanded the director of national intelligence has created a new office okay so one of the in my opinion one of the greatest entries in how crazy is the fact that uh, <laughs> Michael Morell has essentially admitted you know Michael I want to scare Assad I want to I want to scare him. you know the Charlie Rose interview uh, he essentially admitted that that was his he orchestrated the the joint letter that torpedoed the New York Post bombshell report on Hunter Biden's laptop, for example, and all of this Russiagate stuff, he essentially confessed to. Again, this apparently is not moving the needle. Kit Clarenberg has a an interesting article uh, republished by Etienne de la Baudier the second and um, that's over at Substack. Did Intel linked data miner again, you know, speaking of data miner, it's another one of those NQTEL. Same thing that I was talking about the other day from Lee Fang's intercept article. I was I when I talked about Docker the other day. And, you know, other technologies. Did Intel Link Data Miner play sinister role in Hunter Biden laptop suppression? Former acting CIA director Michael Morell admitted he orchestrated the joint letter that torpedoed the New York Post's bombshell reporting on Hunter Biden, Biden's laptop. And this, you know, includes Matt Taibbi's uh, thread, point number 28, to which former Deputy General Counsel Jim Baker again seems to advise staying the non-course because caution is warranted, quote-unquote. With the uh, a little excerpt there that follows. And, um, you know, so you have the... Uh, there are several There are several videos around even YouTube... Um, Aaron Maté did an interesting piece sitting in for Jimmy Dore. The video, that video was titled How CIA Interference in 2020 Election for Biden. How the CIA Interfered, excuse me, in 2020 Election for Biden. And the description reads, ex-CIA Director Mike Morrell has admitted, I wonder if we should play that Charlie Rose clip. You know, that would be fun. Michael, I want to scare Assad Morrell. You know, not not kill him, but just scare him, murder everybody around him. We want to assassinate everyone around Assad and scare him. Ex-CIA Director Mike Morrell has admitted that he circulated a letter among other intelligence community members labeling Hunter Biden's laptop a Russian disinformation campaign, quote-unquote. 
with the direct purpose of helping Joe Biden during his debates against Donald Trump. Morell, it turns out, has a long history of election interference dating back to 2016 and before. Guest host Aaron Maté and Americans comedian Kurt Metzger discussed the extreme, even uh, for a CIA man, sociopathy demonstrated by Morell over the years. I think Kurt Metzger has made some really interesting observations also. So, again, perhaps the most astonishing thing about these kinds of revelations is that they don't seem to move the needle a whole lot. They should. This should change things. You know, I mean, this is something that is circulated in establishment circles. So, are we just saturated? Have we reached the saturation point? Uh, I want to get to this other piece, the reason piece that I mentioned, the great disinformation panic, the interview of Jacob Siegel and his piece, A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century, over at Tablet Magazine. So, you uh, have to... Again, like the Hill piece that we played earlier, you have to listen to this to the end to really put the pieces together. Jacob Siegel's observation is uh, very interesting and coincides with Robbie's observation about, you know, and for that matter, what Brianna said about certain people being institutionalists through and through. Interesting what things I think people are sort of putting together. So let's give that a listen. We'll break it over the break, but uh, it's, it's all, it's all pretty interesting. I think that Jacob Siegel's article is interesting. So, Let's give that a listen. The Great Disinformation Panic from Reason TV, the interview of Jacob Siegel about his piece, A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century. Go ahead, please. Remember this? It's now clear that so-called fake news can have real-world consequences. Clinton was just coming off her loss to Donald Trump. We didn't know it at the time, but this speech marked an important turning point in American politics. The political establishment and its sympathizers in the press sought to convince Americans that not only was democracy under attack, but so too was reality itself. And what was the enemy's superweapon? Disinformation. Journalist Jacob Siegel laid out the origins of this panic in A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century, an essay and tablet. The hoax is the false claim, and I would argue the deliberately false claim, that the United States and indeed uh, all liberal democracies are under a dire existential threat from disinformation that was so dangerous in the way it undermined the foundations of electoral legitimacy and liberal democracy itself, that it required a a wartime response and a wartime mobilization, meaning the suspension of due process, of constitutional rights and protections, and the giving over of the political system itself 
to security agencies and their adjuncts within the administrative bureaucracy so that they could protect us from this disinformation threat, which was, you know, like more dangerous than terrorism because it was everywhere at once coming in through our, our very screens and, and iPhones. Siegel says there's one big problem with all that. All of this constitutes the hoax because there was no grave threat from disinformation, let alone a existential threat that justified the sort of state of exception that was used to fundamentally re-engineer the political system in the United States, which is what took place. Newspaper headlines warned Americans that Russian disinformation had cost Clinton the election. And CIA director turned NBC News analyst John Brennan theorized that Trump was being blackmailed by Russia. I think he's afraid of the president of Russia. Why? Um, well, I think one can speculate as to why, uh, that the Russians may have something on him personally. A two-year, $32 million investigation turned up no evidence that Trump colluded with or was compromised by Russia. In terms of the 2016 outcome, a better explanation is that Clinton had been one of the least popular presidential candidates in American history. And Russian troll farms were responsible for a tiny fraction of the political content that appeared on social media during the election. So how did the notion of aggressively policing dis and misinformation catch on in the first place? Siegel says it comes down to a progressive technocratic mindset that aims to treat individuals as empty vessels that need to be filled with the correct opinions. There's a sort of special synergy between um, progressivism, not liberalism, mm -hmm. but progressivism and and techno surveillance states they mm -hmm. they do share certain important things in common that sort can of can you talk a little bit about them i mean is what what is that is it that individuals are are stupid or prone to being you know gulled into the wrong decision so they need yes. to you know, yes what else uh, it, faith in the expert class a, a faith in the idea mm -hmm. that um things uh, converge towards singular correct um, outcomes or decisions that can be discerned through technical processes. That technocratic attitude is on full display in a series of statements from the public intellectual and podcaster Sam Harris, who defended the idea that suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, though true, might have been justified. So, so my argument is that it was appropriate for Twitter and the heads of big tech and, journal and the heads of journalistic organizations to feel that they were in the presence of something like a, a once-in-a-lifetime moral emergency. And we cannot afford to have four more years with this guy, right? And, and, and so, um, so what, what should well-intentioned people do who have a lot of power in these various ways you know you're running the new york times you're running cnn you're running twitter what should they conspire to do the way i would frame it is uh listen i don't care what's in hunter biden's i mean hunter biden at that point hunter biden literally could have had had the corpses of children in his basement i would not have cared 
Sam Harris has decided that it doesn't matter what's on Hunter Biden's laptops. It doesn't matter that Twitter and Facebook censored and repressed this. What matters is that he recognizes the grave danger of of Donald Trump. So here we have a, a very important connection, which is the connection between the kind of underlying, let's call it the the sort of metaphysical layer of the technocratic mind, which he is a supreme representative of on the one hand, and the oligarchic ruling party certainty that it is in the best position to decide whose votes should count, whose votes shouldn't count, what information can be seen, what information can't be seen. But the good news is that this total dominance of the information sphere is unlikely to be realized. Technology tends to be a double-edged sword, providing the means to control and simultaneously the means to evade control. Current technologies are in the process of giving us a level of privacy we have never had before. Essentially, there are now well-known ways available in free software of encrypting messages so that only the intended recipient can read them. As mathematician Eric Hughes wrote in his 1993 Cypherpunks Manifesto, which would later become a foundational document in the cryptocurrency and decentralization movement, information does not just want to be free, it longs to be free. His belief that cryptography could lead to more freedom has been borne out with the rise of stateless money like Bitcoin, private encrypted messaging platforms like Signal, and emerging decentralized social media projects like Nostra and Blue Sky. And it only takes a relatively small but devoted contingent of users to keep these potential escape hatches propped open for when they're needed most. It's a danger that must be addressed and addressed quickly. Americans don't need Hillary Clinton or John Brennan to filter information for them to keep liberal democracy safe. What we need to keep liberal democracy safe is unfettered access to real information about how our government operates and the freedom to talk about that information amongst ourselves without state interference. So we could say, broadly speaking, that the old rule in America um, was one of self-government, broadly speaking, or or of a, a liberal democracy that favored a, a pluralistic outlook in which the individual was the proper subject of state uh, protections. Counter disinformation and information regulation as a uh, a the, the sort of foundational philosophical basis of government just replaces that wholesale because it declares that the function of the government is not to protect the rights of the individual. The function of the government is to protect the individual and the clients of the government from external threats. In reality, to protect uh, protect their own institutional position and, and try and stay in power um, forever. Hey, thanks for watching. If you'd like to see our full conversation with Jacob Siegel about what he's termed the counter-disinformation. So, yeah, that's very interesting stuff, I think, and, and definitely folds into the discussion here neatly. Uh, there's one little bit that maybe we should squeeze in. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it in this segment. Maybe we actually can. Um, since we ran long and uh, went through the break there, 
me just um, so I would like to give you in Jim Douglas's own words a little bit speaking of this uh, disinfodemic the background of the CIA I sort of alluded to it earlier but the doctrine of plausible deniability and, and the you know what was the directive of the CIA initially what was its Um, what was the scope of its operation, its covert operations, as of um, the issuing of National Security Council Directive 10-2? A little bit on that. Let's see if we can squeeze most of that in. Can we do that, please? Have asked me, as perhaps they've asked you as well, over the years, if engaging in such a probe into darkness as, as John Kennedy's assassination, has it made me profoundly depressed? But on the contrary, my experience has been, it's given me great hope. As Martin Luther King said, the truth crushed to earth will rise again. Gandhi spoke hopefully of experiments in truth because they take us into the most powerful force on earth and in existence, what he called truth force, satyagraha. That's how I think of this kind of work, as an experiment in truth one that will open us up both personally and as a country to a process of nonviolent transformation. I believe this experiment we are doing into the dark truth of Dallas and more significantly of Washington can be the most hopeful experience of our lives. But as you know, it does require tenacity and patience to confront the unspeakable. We first of all need to take the time to recognize the sources in our history for what happened in Dallas on November 22, 1963. The doctrine of plausible deniability in an old government document provides us with a source of the assassination of President Kennedy. The document was issued in 1948, one year after the CIA was established, 15 years before JFK's murder. That document, National Security Council Directive 10-2, gave the highest sanction of the U.S. government to a broad range of covert operations, propaganda, sabotage, economic warfare, subversion of all kinds that were seen as necessary to win 
the Cold War against the Communists. The government's condition for those covert activities by U.S. agencies coordinated by the CIA was that they be, as the document says, so planned and executed that if uncovered, the U.S. government can plausibly disclaim any responsibility for them. In the 1950s, under the leadership of CIA Director Alan Dulles, the doctrine of plausible deniability became the CIA's green light to assassinate national leaders, conduct secret military operations, and overthrow governments that our government thought were on the wrong side in the Cold War. Plausible deniability meant our intelligence agencies acting as paramilitary groups had to lie and cover their tracks so effectively that there would be no trace of U.S. government responsibility for criminal activities on an ever-widening scale. There you go. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile oxysilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history? but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica! Another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button, 
like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool, United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio, and what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. When you were here before, you couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry You float like a feather In a beautiful world I wish I was special You're so very special But I Welcome back. Bottom of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast already. So how crazy? Uh, how about the appeal stuff? We should play a little bit more of uh, Jim Douglas's talk. We'll get back to that in a second. But, you know, how crazy? The appeal stuff. Mercola wrote an article about it. Again, this isn't moving the needle much. Maybe maybe it's just me, but people everywhere should be talking about it. You know, the um, the synthetic biology technology that's supposed to be organic, wink, wink, um, that's on avocados and cucumbers and lemons and limes and apples and oranges and grapefruits and pretty much everything. Um and it's it's all over the place. So the the you know the TLDR is Appeal Sciences was founded with a hundred thousand dollar grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Other investors include the Rockefeller Foundation, World Bank Group, and Wojcicki, uh, who's the co-founder and CEO of the personal genomics company Twenty Three and Me, and Susan Wojcicki, former CEO of YouTube. Grace, really graceful, did a. Good video, you know, why does Google want your DNA on this kind of stuff? Appeal Sciences founder James Rogers is an agenda contributor to the World Economic Forum. He was um, a champion of the lockdowns. He's also a World Economic Forum young global leader. So helping to penetrate the cabinets. So this coding, which cannot be washed off like uh, likely, according to the Mercola article and others, contains contaminants 
toxic contaminants, including heavy metals, carcinogens, trans fats, uh, and linoleic acid, among other fun things. Some people are talking about it, uh, but not as many as I would think would be talking about it. This stuff is finding its way out everywhere, obviously. Appeal, uh, appeal-treated pro- produce can be found in many large chains, including Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Trader Joe's, Harp, uh, Harps Food, and many others, and stores around the world, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, Canada, etc., etc., as of October 2020, the company had also received regulatory approval in Kenya, Uganda, Costa Rica, Colombia, and Ecuador. And you can see the sticker, the appeal sticker, and they've done a, a bang-up job, a Bernaysian job of um, trying to propagandize it to people. By May 2021, Appeal Sciences was valued at $1.1 billion dollars. So that's fun. If you and and that's why I said, you know, earlier this week, I mean, the choices that we make, the the uh the choice not to patronize Anheuser Busch has been you know, categorized by some speaking of Chuck Todd, uh as um some kind of um, phobic reaction, but you know, in reality, uh, it's just responsible consumerism, shall we say? So, it 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 makes a difference. Obviously, it has an impact. And what would happen if instead of this kind of stuff, and it, you know, some of this, some of these products are almost impossible to avoid it seems when to farm farmers have to use certain things without getting into that um what would happen if we just relied on local people like i said the other day you know people that we know whether we grow things ourselves or you know, the co-op concept is is also, you know, kind of like what Charlotte Isserby told us about charter schools. The co-op concept, if you go back 100 years ago and look at um, Soviet Russia, you will find that the co-op concept is problematic. It lures you into a false sense of security, kind of like charter schools. So many things are set up. Anyway, um, there's one other thing I want to do. Real quick, and we'll go to the phones in a second. A bombshell. Actually, we're going to play more of uh, Jim Douglas. I think we'll 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 uh, table that for now. We can certainly come back to that. I, I really think it would be interesting to play the whole thing during a broadcast. It was about an hour and a half long, with the Q and A at the end. But instead. Let's uh, let's do this because this was interesting. This happened over the weekend, and again, uh, this is not speaking of 
you know, some people will listen to this and say, oh, you know, yeah, the ice cream liquor didn't appreciate the remarks. You know, when you're really starting to peel the veneer back, we can't have that. The financial issue is critical to all of this. Uh, I'm telling you, you, you start to dig into this and you start to see, again, Kiyosaki told us, you know, Rich Dad said cash flow is the name of the game. And that's why cash flow is literally the name of the game. So Warren steps in to do damage control. Anyway, if you're if you haven't heard uh, the the short version on this is the NLPC chairman, Peter Flaherty, was arrested over the weekend during his uh, remarks at the Berkshire Hathaway shareholder proposal presentation. So here is that. Go ahead, please. Senators to present some proposals. I am Peter Flaherty, chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities. He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates explained, when the company was still together, although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox, which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact. You're not going to censor uh, what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir? Uh, you may continue, but you're under a three-minute limitation. Of course. We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many times oh, after Epstein's sex crimes. The Gates Foundation may be the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Associates. We don't. It funds causes like defunding the police, making American cities unlivable. Money goes also to groups conducting threats. Warren Buffett obviously stepped in for damage control. The big talking head on the screen. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, maybe along with that, we can, you know, I mentioned Peter Lydon's article series recently. I think uh, I would, you know, the answer to Peter Lydon is um, 
California defaults on $18.6 billion in debt, saddling employers with the expense. And then um, Victor Davis Hansen's remarks, San Francisco is in a total free-for-all. So, you know, if this is the new America and the way forward, according to the Peter Lydons, then we're in trouble. But thinking people are... You know, not falling victim to this nonsense and these shenanigans. In fact, I think people are much more attuned to these kinds of things than, well, I think bad guys know that. And that's why there's such a scramble for all of the disinformation offices that are springing up everywhere. Uh, To the phones, we'll do that. Brian in Washington, thanks for calling. Welcome. So, yeah, between Jenna and I, we like to listen to all uh, 10 hours of Chris Hinckley every week, but it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes. I was wondering, had you announced that Dr. Paul will be your guest on Friday? I have not announced that. He will. We sent we sent an email uh, forwarded that, uh, he likes Friday the 12th of May uh, for the full two hours. And I really am hoping you're going to go show a Monjabi how to uh, catch a Montana fish. Uh, and I know you're busy, so, yeah, you don't have to check all your email. How about uh, you get back to today's spectacular broadcast, of which uh, is cutting edge. I just wanted to... Uh, Make sure we gave that two-day notice that uh, yeah. it's set in stone. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. I so got we're, another we're... little ditty for you, Chris. Uh, Ingrid Castle had interviewed a Shannon Rowan a year ago, I'd say, on her broadcast, we contacted Shannon, told her about communitarianism. Uh, she's uh, She wrote a book, and it's going to be printed in the next couple weeks, available on Kindle in the next few days, called Shots Fired. And she has a whole chapter devoted to communitarianism in the 800 pages, and I think in the first 25 pages, I see she's mentioned the word four times. And in her announcement, she said, and anybody that wants to book me for a interview, uh, do get in touch. This is a young woman in Northern California. She can't live in the city. She can't drive an electric car. She can't go into most stores. She's electrosensitive. She's uh, wifirefugee.com. I thought I'd throw that out there. And it's thrown. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye now. All right. Much appreciated. Back to the phones in the interest of time. Don in Arizona, thanks for calling. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, I read that book a long time ago. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. The uh, book about by Douglas, uh, the what is it, the un, un uh, unspeakable. Yeah, that was a yeah. good book. Uh, and 
Yeah, Bobby Kennedy impressed me. He's the only guy that know, not only does he know the CIA killed Jack, but he also knows exactly what happened to uh, Robert Kennedy, the mm -hmm. security guard, Thane, Thane Eugene Caesar. Or the Thane, Caesar, Thane, what was his name? Thane Eugene Caesar, right, Caesar, mm -hmm. uh, was a security guard. And so uh, I don't know if you saw, did you see the interview with him on uh, Gateway Pundit? Uh, I don't think so. Mm -mm. Yeah, well, he went into all that. The reason he knew all about, about both of those assassinations, he originally he wrote a chapter on both of them. He was going to put it in his book, American Values, but uh, that he uh, he decided not to leave those chapters out for whatever reason. Maybe he thought he'd get sued or something like that. I don't know. But it, he talked a lot in there about when you know he grew up. The Kennedy uh, compound, I guess, whatever he called it, was right, right down the street from the CIA in Langley, Virginia. You know, he'd, right. He'd go, <laughs> he'd go and ride his horses in the woods behind. He, he, he told a lot of good stories in that uh, interview there. You know, mm -hmm. but he's the only guy out of all the politicians. None of them are going to say that the CIA killed Kennedy. I've never heard anybody, uh, Jack, or that the uh, that security guard killed. Uh, Robert Kennedy. I don't, I don't think any of them would say that except him, you know. So, I yeah. mean, he's a great guy. He's a fantastic guy, and I don't see I don't see how the Democratic Party is going to deal with him, short of killing him. Well, there's a there's an effort to um, basically to say that you know it's 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 absolutely hysterical and laughable that you know. Um, Anybody would consider him a legitimate candidate. That's what the establishment press is trying no, to do. Yeah, but, but that won't I, work. I mean, if in 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 the, in the uh, primaries, he's going to get a lot of votes. He's he's already polling really high. And depending again, yeah. you know, if you can trust the polls, I mean, he's and Biden is. You know, I mean, if you can believe any of that, Biden is tanking, which is not surprising. Does anyone have any faith in that guy? And Kennedy is a very. Um, you know, he's a very unifying candidate, I think. I don't know if they had the ability to steal the primaries. Now, what they did with Bernie Sanders actually won, according to the primary votes, but they just took, they ignored that and gave it to, uh, uh, so they might just say that. They, and they actually don't care who wins the primaries, Democrats. Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you go. Thank, thank you very I much. I appreciate it, Don. Thank you very much. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit 
blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company? And it would pay for itself in just six weeks. When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. EaseOff LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Welcome back. Speaking of the Gateway Pundit interview and the things that Bobby Kennedy Jr. has been saying lately, it reminds one of uh, Esther 4, 13 and 14 and this idea, you know, who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Um, It's an interesting moment in history. I'll just leave it at that. We'll go back to the phones. Rhonda in Missouri, thanks for calling. Welcome. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Rhonda. How are you? Hanging in there. How about you? Good. Um, having fun doing the garden, but uh, just had a question. You're talking about um, uh, spray being put on um, vegetables and fruit. The the appeal stuff. It, and they label it like that. Yeah. Okay. At least they do that. Mm. Yeah, and so, it's, um, but it's called organic, even though it's synthetic biology. <clears throat> well, uh, it's organic uh, approved. Shut up! I'm gonna have to go and and <laughs> where did you find that? Uh, the the mention was the Mercola article. 
Okay. And the title of that article is – let me go back to – why is that escaping me? Um, or a date or Oh, something. here it is. Okay. It's uh, – the title of the article is Bill Gates Owns Synthetic Fruit Coating. What's in it? So that's analysis by Mercola that was published today, articles.mercola.com. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The other thing is, is um, yeah, I think We should play the little promotional video. They even have a promotional video for it. You know, it's, oh, it's so wholesome and fantastic. Of course they do. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I tried to send you an article after the last time we talked, and it came back undeliverable. I don't know why. Hmm. Did you block me, Chris? <laughs> I didn't block you. I would not block you. I well, don't block I, I sent you another one saying that maybe it was like last time and you uh-huh. forgot to pay your provider or something. I can't maybe. remember what that time was. But yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, um, I just wanted to put that out there. I don't know why it can came you, back. Can you resend it? It said it was spam. It said it was spam because I attached an article. It said a new development, like they're blocking um, well, you know, I mean, there's every effort to prevent people from sharing legitimate information, so. Yeah, because in the past, I used to have to tell people, you know, like a cousin or whatever on Facebook I was friends with um, for information. It wouldn't let me send it. So I'd have to say, okay, type in this name and then DOT, you know, DOT com. <laughs> and then well, I could is... send it. Yeah. This is why, uh, you know, more on this later, but this is why I think it's important that we get to work building alternative places to have conversations where we have reliable, you know, exchanges and not Mm -hmm. just certain things. I mean, uh, Pat in Texas has suggested Signal. She's a a high-tech guru. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... It was about that autism thing. I, I said it, you know, it's that autism, uh, how to reduce the symptoms. But I'll try mm-hmm. to resend it again and see what Please. happens. Okay. Please. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Okay. Have a good day. Thanks, Rhonda. You too. And that'll do it. We are at the end. I hope it was informative, perhaps even edifying. As always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store 
or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 